becomes a geek podcast for the rest of us who are the rest of us. Well, my name is Nick Stevens. And uh, I thought I would just start this thing off by telling you guys thanks for the downloads. Thanks for the listens. And uh, I wanted to give you all a taste of kind of what's to come. Kind of give you uh, an insight on you know what we're doing with the show. What's coming up. Some of the movies that we're going to talk about. But before that, let's talk about some of the movies that have maybe come out this summer. It has been kind of a shitty summer for the blockbuster. You know, Guardians Volume 2 came out. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 came out. And uh, I fucking loved Guardians Volume 2. Liked it better than the first. And here's why. Because I don't know if I've said this enough on the show. And we didn't review it for the show. I love the first one so much. Love the comic so much. And James Gunn, I just think he did an amazing job with the characters. I think the cast was great. I think the special effects were great. I think the story was just amazing. And it's not like the rest of the Marvel movies, uh, even though it fits in with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I liked it because it kind of stood out as its own gem. You know what I mean? Its own its own Infinity Stone. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get it. So the second one, I loved even more because not only did it answer a lot of the questions that maybe we might have had at the end of the first one, like who's Peter's daddy and what does he do? Um, but also just the character development. The Everybody got to shine. You know, Drax, you know, Gamora got a lot more screen time, a lot more development with her sister Nebula and that how that played out. That was great. And then the father-son storyline. This one just had a lot more heart, I felt, than the first one. And it really just, while the first one was about a group of misfits coming together to kind of form a bond as a kind of a family and go up against, you know, insurmountable odds, seemingly insurmountable odds, the second one really just ran that thread even closer and developed those characters even more. And was and, and, the, and the second one was more about that family working together as a family, you know, and how they can be dysfunctional and how they cannot get along all the time. And yet they still manage to work together um, and understand each other and learn a little bit more about each other. The way Gamora and Nebula got to learn about each other, the way Rocket uh, kind of came to terms with some of his own, you know, insecurities, you know, and his deflecting, you know. But uh, even if you pull all that psychosis out of it, it just had a lot of heart, you know. And I've talked about it before in that one scene with Yondu when he's floating down, you know, over Star-Lord, over Peter Quill. And that was my wife making a shake. Ego's revealed his plan. All the shit's about to hit the fan. Peter Quill just laughs and goes, you know, you look like you look like Mary Poppins, you know. And Yandu's like, is he cool? And, and Peter Quill just looks at him and goes, yeah, man, he's cool. He just gives him that 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 endearing look that 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 a son would give his father, you know, especially a son's father who was like not in touch with a lot of things that would be seemingly cool, you know. And I just really love that moment. And I loved a lot of those seeming those other moments. Uh, with the characters as they were bonding, especially when Peter's frozen in that rock, you know, in that formation, and then he flashes through his head and he sees his relationship with Yondu, he sees his relationship with his mother, and he sees his relationship with Rocket, you know, and they're flying through the air. All of that, I mean, it just had so much heart, and they brought it home. Um, and again, it stood out as its own gem, as its own movie, you know, even though it fit in with the rest of the cinematic universe, it was its own thing. And so, in a lot of ways, I just think it's a better movie than the first one. The first one is great and amazing. Uh, but James Gunn is, is just, I mean, he's a master. He's a genius at this stuff. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's, he's found his niche, I should say. You know what I'm saying? Then I saw Wonder Woman. You know, I saw that in June. 
And that was good. I took my sister. We saw that. It was good. And I've told people it's good. I've told everybody they should go see it. Now, is it as good as, you know, I don't know, Guardians? Uh, I don't know about that. I didn't buy it. It came out on digital. I'm not going to buy it. If it came out on cable, I'd probably see it again. You know? By the way, I did buy Guardians on digital when it came out. And I've watched it like three times. Only saw it once in theaters, but got a kid. Can't go to the movies all the time. You know what I'm saying? But with Wonder Woman, uh, I don't know if I have a desire. I didn't have a desire to go see that again in theaters. I liked it a lot. I liked a lot of things about it. There was definitely a lot of fucking slow-mo in the movie. And uh, whatever, you know, I'm not there to pick it apart, you know. But I think there could have been some things that were maybe... The ending didn't really land for me. The ending was very reminiscent of Batman v Superman with the fight with Doomsday because she's fighting Ares. Spoilers. Uh, And it's just very... It had this grayscale tone to it, you know, and then like the fire and brimstone and he's in the armor. And it was very, I'm hoping they kind of try to pull away from that. Um, and by the way, I fucking loved Man of Steel. I think Man of Steel is one of the best Superman movies of all time. Love Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill and I love what Zack Snyder did with that movie. So the overall DC Universe tone, I, I've been on board with. And I've said this multiple times. And I fucking love some Batman v Superman. I saw that shit like fucking five times. So I came all over that movie I just couldn't quite come all over Wonder Woman. Um, you know what I mean. Just couldn't come all over it, you know. <sighs> War of the Planet of the Apes. So good. Loved, the all, loved all the others. Loved this one. Andy Serkis. Fucking genius. Sad, sad, sad movie. Spider-Man Homecoming. Talked about it briefly with Jonathan, uh, Jonathan McBride. I liked it, you know? I like every Spider-Man movie that comes out, you know? Uh, with the exception of maybe some of those Andrew Garfield ones. Um, and I even liked all the Tobey Maguire ones, all the Sam Raimi ones, you know? Everyone hated that third one, but it was fun, a lot of different parts, uh, because it had Sam Raimi's touch, you know? Best Spider-Man movie of all time, Spider-Man 2 by Sam Raimi. Uh, that was the one with Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. Great fucking classic movie for so many reasons. Uh, I can't even name them all, even though I've always said that it's the best Spider-Man movie. I'll say it again. And we talked about it on the Comic-Cons podcast, so you should check that episode out. But Spider-Man Homecoming, it was good. It was fun. It was enjoyable. And I liked that new Spider-Man, and I liked the costume. And I even liked some of the Iron Man, uh, uh, not only the Iron Man presence, but the Iron Man quirks in the suit with his uh, his conversations with, with Jennifer Connelly. You know, I liked a lot of that different stuff. Some people didn't like that stuff. But I thought it was fun. I thought it was lighthearted. And I thought even without the Spider-Man's effects or the Spider-Man you know, adventure stuff, for lack of a better word. I think it still stood by itself as a good, solid, romantic comedy. So, great. And Michael Keaton, I fucking love Michael Keaton. You know? I fucking, I fucking love Michael Keaton. Here's one of the many reasons why I love Michael fucking Keaton. Boy, do you know how to pick up. Let me ask you something. Is this relationship really solid? Do I have a shot at her at all? Excuse me. Sure. Am I overstep my bounds? Just tell me. Come on. You know what's really beautiful about this? You two kids picked me. You didn't have to, but you picked me. It makes me want to kiss you guys. Come on. Come no. on. Give me one. Ah, ah, you know, All right. Let's get down to business. You're right. I got a card around here somewhere. Here. Here. Who do I have to kill? Here, hold that for me, would you? There. Whoa! Ah, there, you there you go. You don't have to kill anybody. Ah, possession. Good. Learn to throw your voice. Fool your friends. Fun and party. <gasps> 
No, we just want to get some people out of our house. Ah, I understand, I understand. Well, look, in order to do that, I'm really going to have to get to know you guys. You know, we got to get closer. Move in with you for a while. Get to be real pals. You know what I'm saying? And... <laughs> Save that guy uh, for later. Huh? My wife and I would like to ask you a couple of questions. Sure, 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 sure. Go ahead, shoot. Well, well, for instance, uh, what are your qualifications? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? You think I'm qualified? So, yeah, Michael Keaton, fantastic. Uh, movie was good. Liked it. Out of those four, though, and I just cited off those four, don't know if I really saw anything else that came out in terms of summer blockbusters. Pirates bombed. Didn't really have a desire to see that. Didn't really care for any of the other Pirates movies. Saw the first one. Like Johnny Depp, just fine. Just didn't care. Uh, and from what I understand, that Transformers movie bombed. Haven't been a fan of any of the Transformers movies. Now, I should be a fan of all of them because I love the animated movie and I love the toys growing up. And I remember like getting GoBots as a kid and just being so pissed off that they weren't Transformers. First world problems, spoiled piece of shit. But that's just kind of where I was as a kid. And I was like six. Don't worry, I wasn't like 13. Because that would have been different. Like you're a grown-ass kid and you're still bitching about the toys you get. And why are you even still playing with toys? Don't worry, I played with action figures house at least 15. Uh, some indies have been some surprise hits, I think, I think. And I haven't seen any of those either. And that's not what we do. And by the way, this show is supposed to be a show where regular dudes can hang out, talk about movies, talk about movies they love, and occasionally talk about new movies. And I don't want this show to become one of those things where we just shit all over stuff because a lot of hard work and effort and love go into these movies. And that's why our rating system is so many different flavors of good, so many different flavors of positivity. You know what I mean? That's why we have, you know, call out a, call out a work good, you know, movie theater good, you know. Uh, catch it on cable, good. Buy it on Blu-ray, good. Those might be reversed. Uh, sick with the flu, good. You know, solitary confinement, good. You know what I mean? Even the worst rating is still like, a, well, if I was locked up, I'd watch this movie. You know what I mean? I don't want to take uh, our rating system and say, you know, worst movie ever or shittiest of shits or greatest of greats because you might like a movie for different reasons. It could even be a solid good movie. And if you want an Academy Award winning kind of presence, then go watch Schindler's List. I've said that a million times. But these are not those kind of movies. You know, we talk about movies like Predator, The Thing, Running Man. You know, we talk about movies like Batman v Superman. We've watched some animated movies on here. We've watched Batman Killing Joe. We've watched Akira. You know, recently we did a, a live action review of Death Note, you know. And we got that all ways to Sunday, back and forwards, way up the ass, wrong. You know, we got a couple of. Uh, not so much emails, because nobody likes to email anymore. But we got a couple of texts from some friends like, yo, you guys were way off. That movie was about this, this, and this. And it was based on the manga series, which was this, which we got that. But I digress. We can have all kinds of opinions all day. It doesn't mean we're right about anything. There's just a couple of dudes hanging out, talking about shit we like to see. So back to the indies, or back to the not-so-Comic-Con movies. Uh, movies like Dunkirk, I heard were really good. The Big Sick, I tried to watch it. A little indie flick. Couldn't quite get, get into it, to be honest. My wife and I tried to watch it. And that could also be because we're sleep-deprived. But it was it was slow. And um, I, I don't know if I really just... I don't know if I'm at the point in my life where I just need to see robots and lasers all the time in my movies. But I need some kind of... Uh, I need some kind of levity. You know what I mean? And there was some levity in it. But it was also very... 
just kind of boring. Maybe it's because I'm not there yet. Maybe I have to be like hungover or maybe I have to be like on a, alone on a rainy Sunday afternoon, you know, by myself with a blanket and I've eaten like half a pizza. Maybe I'm just not there. But I did want to talk about some other things uh, before I get into stuff coming out and stuff that I've seen. I've also seen a few shows. And one of the shows I wanted to talk about for this show was The Tick. That's right. It's a live action show written by Ben Edlin, creator of The Tick, actually. And before we get into the t- 2016 series that just came out in 2017 on Amazon, uh, American web comedy television series based on the character The Tick from the comic book of the same name. That's right. It was a comic book by Ben Edlin. And I remember my sister and I we used to love the fucking cartoon. And we had some of the figures. I think I still have some of the figures still in their boxes. Um, and I have a giant, like, not a giant, but it's not like life size, but it's definitely like, you know, a foot or two foot tall tick statue that talks, you know, and he goes, Keen, you know, Spoon, I am the tick, you know, and that's, that's from the animated show. And that cartoon was so good and way ahead of its time. And you can still find some episodes on YouTube, I think. Uh, it came on Fox Saturday mornings when there used to be a thing called Saturday morning cartoons. It came on, like, either right before X-Men or after X-Men. But it was awesome. It was funny. It was quirky. And it was kind of ahead of its time in terms of depicting a group of superheroes in a city. They were always, they were like these makeshift superheroes. Like one guy was like, you know, sea urchin. He was like covered in barnacles. The tick was obviously the tick with superhuman strength. His sidekick, Alfred, uh, was the moth. So many good, uh, so many good characters. Uh, the, the, the remake, this newer one, is a live action one. Much like he also did a 90s live action show. Which I also tried watching that. And that was also ahead of its time, too. And I'll get to that in a second. This one, uh, you got Peter Saren Finkowitz and Griffin Newman as the two leads. Uh, playing Tick and uh, Alfred, respectively. Not Alfred. Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> uh, that's why we're Comic-Cons. Because we conned the shit out of this. Uh, this one focuses more on like the relationships between Arthur and the Tick. And the meeting. And then their... Their, their rival with the villain The Terror, played brilliantly by Jackie Earl Haley. And I'll go ahead and say this. The show, the new one, uh, doesn't quite work. I got about three episodes in, and I just couldn't 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 get with it. But from what I did see, I really enjoyed Jackie Earl Haley as The Terror, and I really loved his relationship with his minions. Uh, I think uh, Miss Lint, played by Yara Martinez, that relationship was fantastic. Um, it was neat to see a superhero kind of comedy spoof show based more not based more but it's more centered on the villain I think something like that in the future developed in the future could be more fun to watch um, and maybe they maybe they went further into that as the show went on but again it couldn't get past episode 3 or 4 I have to say that the older show once I it, this made me think that I should go back and watch some of the older shows and the cartoon being what it is it's great it's classic it'll always be a classic and it's a cartoon so it's kind of frozen in time it's kind of set in amber that live action show from the 90s that one was actually better. Uh, it's cheesier, and it's supposed to be a little cheesier. It's supposed to be a little less edgier, I think. But I enjoyed it more. Uh, I went back, and, and it was still kind of hard to watch because it's still very dated. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, There's something about it. I mean, Patrick Warburton, he is the tick to me. Um, everybody else is kind of, you know... I mean, Lizzie Vassie is Captain Liberty. She's fun to watch. Nesta Carbonell is Batmanuel. Classic. Fantastic. Love that guy. You should also check him out in Bates Motel. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. But that show is actually better than this newer one. And it's a shame that they couldn't maybe just revamp that one with the same cast, you know? And 
No hate on the new cast, by the way. They're fine, but it's just not sticking. It almost seems like it's just too much too late. You know what I mean? Now it's too little too late or too much too late. Whatever. That's my that's my review on that. So what I... Would I say Call Out of Work Good? Would I say uh, Kitchen on Cable? I would say neither of those, really, because it's on Amazon Prime. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can stream the whole goddamn series right now. Or wait till it comes out on YouTube or on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. But uh, I would focus on the, on the older one, which is also on Amazon Prime, by the way. And I think it was on Netflix, too, for a little bit. Watch that older series. Remember that it's from the 90s. But check out the cartoon. Cartoon's great. Theme song, almost even better. A couple notable yeses and a couple notable noes. These are not Comic-Con related movies, but I just wanted to throw them out there. I saw Imperium. Very good. Harry Potter. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, wasn't Harry Potter. Harry Potter <laughs> plays a FBI agent who infiltrates a white supremacist uh, gang. By the way, side note, uh, white supremacists are probably the dumbest group. Right? I mean, the dumbest group in the world, right? I mean, there's a lot of dumb groups out there, but... I mean, any... any, All of them. I mean, the Klan, the, the white supremacist groups, I mean, everything. I mean, Nazis, all of them. They're, like, they're just, they're just dumb. They're so dumb. And they're just so much fun to make fun of. However they're depicted, they're always just... They're just, they're just stupid. And the thing almost spirals out of control, and there's a lot of tension and a lot of good suspense, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's worth watching. It's worth checking out. And it's kind of Comic-Con related because it kind of bleeds into the Comic-Con circuit involving Mr. Harry Potter himself. But Danny Radcliffe shaved his head, put on some pounds, and he was believable. He was very believable. He was was likable. I liked him in the role. Uh, That sounds like I liked him as playing a white supremacist. That sounds kind of fucked up. But but he was good. He was good in doing what he had to do. And I've always enjoyed a movie uh, like The Imposter with with Brian Cranston. Another thing I saw was Comrade Detective. Now, this one, this is my notable no. Comrade Detective was a show uh, on Amazon Prime uh, by Mr. Channing Tatum and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think it's produced by Channing Tatum. Uh, but it's got a... Now, the premise initially, from what I heard, was Channing Tatum had, had, had excavated this old Romanian cop procedural television show and then dubbed it with some of his friends and some of other some other voice talents, like John DiMaggio. Uh, he got Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like I said. He got Kim Basinger. Uh, Nick Offerman, he got a great, a, a, a myriad of different voice talents to to you know voice over this older Romanian show, police drama, and release it. And so that was my initial, and that's how they promoted it, and that's how they released the promotion for it. So I dived into it, thinking, wow, this is fantastic. And the first episode, like it is, like it's 1980s fucking Romania, you know, communism, anti-American, anti-democracy, I should say. Um, and it's kind of spoofs a lot of those, a lot of those overtones from those old, from the old '80s shows. And it was enjoyable, and I was kind of getting into it. But once I found out that all of that was just an act, and all of that was like a put on, it kind of, it kind of cheapened it for me. You know, T- apparently, those are all actors playing the spoof themselves. Like, so that wasn't a, it, it wasn't earnest. It wasn't genuine to me. It was like these guys were just, they just, they just made a comedy where they were just voicing over these actors that they hired to play those characters you know what i mean 
Like to me, it would have been much more hilarious if they had actually found some old footage from some older Romanian property and then just dubbed it. You know what I mean? Because other 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 concepts have been out there like that before, and it can be done very well. And I, I can't remember what the fuck it is, what the fuck it's called, but I've seen it done before, and it could be it, it could have been hilarious. But uh, worth checking out. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would definitely wouldn't call out sick from work for it. That's for sure. But maybe if you're sick with the flu and have nothing else better to do, you know. How about this? Imperium, definitely, definitely catch it on there. You know, catch it on Amazon. Catch it on. Uh, I think you can rent it for like four, four or five bucks. Comrade Detective, maybe wait till uh, you're sick with the flu or in the hospital. There's some funny parts. Don't get me wrong, but that's now. You know, that's now. Now it's September. Now the summer's over. You know, now we're starting to see more trailers for things coming out this fall. Here comes the fall with the horror and the gems of the winterland just right around the corner. You know, we got Stranger Things coming back on Netflix. So we're going to be talking about that on the show uh, at the end of October when that comes out. Can't wait for that. Stranger Things season two. Uh, We got a Punisher series, a live action fucking Punisher series with John fucking Bernthal. You know what I'm saying? Frank Castle himself on Netflix. I believe that comes out in November. Fucking stoked on that. And now here's why. Always loved The Punisher. Always read the comics. Grew up on the comics as a kid. Don't know why. They probably weren't really appropriate for me reading them. Uh, especially like by like the mid to late 90s when they got more involved in like killing drug dealers and, you know, rapists and sadists, you know. And then the Garth Ennis storylines took over and that just got darker and twisted and just fucked up all kinds of hell. I always said that he was the kind of character that should have his own show you know uh, we actually did do the 2005 i think it was 2005 2004 punisher movie with thomas jane and john travolta we reviewed that on this on this on the on the, on the podcast and then we somehow lost the episode there's been a few of those don't worry uh but when we did it i remember we rated it i think we rated it like catch it on cable or something like that or because honestly like when i saw even though i saw it in theaters with my sister i think i saw it with both my sisters and we and we liked it at the time because at the time it was in the the onslaught of all the Marvel movies coming out in the wake of the X-Men movies. So you had Daredevil coming out. You had that Hulk movie with Eric Bana coming out. And it was pre-Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we were just happy to see anything. You know what I mean? Um, but it was in the wake of the T- Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies too. So the fact that they were even creating it was fantastic. But there are definitely some flaws with that movie. I mean, it's kind of slow at parts. And he's not exactly Frank fucking Castle. You know what I mean? At one point he takes a fake fire hydrant out of his trunk to get somebody a ticket so that their car gets a ticket so that John Travolta's character, Howard Saint, can see that his wife had a ticket outside a hotel. And it's this huge, elaborate, twisted plot that he uh, that he creates to set up his, his, his arch enemies or just watch the movie. <laughs> it's... It's uh, it's kind of all thumbs and it kind of drops the ball. But it does have some redeeming moments and there are some really cool scenes. And Thomas Jane... He's, he's, he's pretty convincing, and he's pretty good. I leave this as a declaration of intent, so no one will be confused. One, sic vis pacum parabellum, Latin. The boot camp sergeant made us recite it like a prayer. Sic vis pacum parabellum. If you want peace, prepare for war. Number two, Frank Castle is dead. He died with his family. Number three. In certain extreme situations, the law is inadequate. In order to shame its inadequacy, 
it is necessary to act outside the law. To pursue uh, natural justice. This is not vengeance. Revenge is not a valid motive. It's an emotional response. No, not vengeance. Punishment. Howard Saint, played by John Travolta, is actually almost even better. He plays a, John, John Travolta plays a great villain. Always has, and he should always keep doing that. Uh, much like Kevin Costner and Mr. Brooks. Huh? If you haven't seen that. Uh, but going back to the series, it's just where it needs to be. You know, because uh, even uh, they even tried a sequel to that with uh, you know, Punisher War Journal. You had Ray Stevenson. That was more heavy duty on the Punisher and the action and the no-holds-barred fucking bloody gore. But the plot itself was kind of, huh? In essence, it's, it's probably a better adaptation of the comic book, but didn't do enough justice to the character, if that makes any sense. Whereas the 2004 rendition did a lot of justice to the background of the character and the development of the other characters and focused on that, but didn't really give a shit about the comic and the tone of the comic. Um, it tried to just take some highlights and just say, hey, here it is, it's on the screen. Which, it's fine. Who are we? We don't care. You know? But the Punisher series is just what we need. It's what we've always needed. It's what we've always wanted. Uh, and I think it's going to be fantastic. I loved John Bernthal's take on the character in, in Daredevil Season 2. And I cannot wait to see more of it. I'm fucking stoked. Your, uh, your honor, can I say something? You may. You know, those, uh, those people... Ones that put down the people I killed. I want you to know that I do it all again. This is a circus, all right? It's a charade. It's an act. It's bullshit about how crazy I am. I ain't crazy. I'm not crazy. Okay? I know what I did. I know who I am. And I do not need your help. I'm smack dab. In the middle of my right goddamn mind, and any scumbag, any any lowlife, any maggot piece of shit that I put down, I did it because I like it. Hell, I love it. I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm just itching. I'm, 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 I'm itching to do it again. And you think what? You think you're gonna send me to a nut house? Some doctor, they're gonna get me to stop from doing what I want to do? Well, that ain't happening. Not on my watch. You people you call me the Punisher, ain't that right? The big bad Punisher. You want it? Remove the witness. I am the punisher. I'm right here. You want it? I'll give it to you. Anybody who came here today, hear me whine, hear me beg, please just kiss my ass. Please, you hear me? I'm guilty. I'm oh, please, judge. I'm guilty. You hear me? I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Oh, y'all kill everyone. Other news for November. We got Thor Ragnarok right around the fucking corner. I mean, this movie looks fucking dope. It's probably the sickest fucking Marvel trailer I have ever seen out of all the fucking movies. It just looks fun. It's colorful. It's upbeat. You got the Hulk there. You got new characters. He's in space. He's on different planets. Like, finally. You know what I'm saying? I think that's why people like Guardians so much. It's like, we're finally out of New York City. You know? There's only so much Sarkovias. There's only so many New York City bombings or explosions. There's only so many giant things in the sky on fire that are threatening the entire man the kind as we know it uh that that we can stomach you know what i mean um before we just go we're over it you know so just to, to have something centered in space all over the goddamn place i'm stoked i'm in i'm gonna ride it i'm gonna ride the rails i'm gonna i'm gonna ram them you know what i mean and we're gonna review that on the show too so don't worry i'm hopeful that we're gonna but i've lo- but i've always loved 
Thor movies, and I love Chris Hemsworth, and uh, I think they've done a great job. I think they've only gotten better, and I'm, I even like The Dark World. A lot of people didn't like that sequel, but I like that one because it, it did more for the world building, you know what I mean? It explored some of the other worlds and some of the other characters in the Thor universe, so I was a fan. This one just looks like it's going to be off the fucking charts. What? This one looks like it's going to be off the fucking rails, so I'm in. Strap me in. Take my money. Take my fucking money. We got Thor in space with the Hulk. So it's going to be like Planet Hulk. The fucking gladiators and shit. Fucking bounty hunters. And fucking, by the way, Carl Urban's in it too. And I fucking love Carl Urban. Get the fuck out of here. Jeff Goldblum? You can't go wrong. Justice League. Woo. Now look. I wanted Justice League for a long time. I've always been a Marvel guy. never really been a DC guy. But I've always loved Justice League. Because I've always loved the cartoons. I always loved the Batman comics, and I always loved the Batman cartoons. So seeing all these guys on one screen, I'll be there opening fucking night, okay? Might even call it a work for this one, I'm not going to lie. But I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried, because I've seen the cool trailers before, and I've seen what happens. Suicide Squad, and I've seen what happens when you get a great cast and a great director, and you throw about a, throw a bunch of cool images up on a trailer, and like a two-minute trailer, and then you get a dog shit movie. Suicide Squad, which isn't really being fair, because the first half of that was actually pretty good, and... Second half kind of just, I don't know, he was coked up and sitting in a room by himself in the Econo Lodge somewhere off some abandoned highway and just thought to himself, well, we'll just put this here and put that there and edit this here and edit that there and Jared Leto and Jared Leto and here we go. So, but I don't know, man. Ben Affleck did a pretty good job for me. I liked his Batman. I liked his take on the darker, old, grizzled Batman. Uh, It'll be neat to see him try to rally the forces and try to Try to get everybody together, you know, because he's very, he's kind of antisocial, and he's kind of a, he's kind of an asshole in Batman v Superman. So in this one, he's supposed to be more of a, more of a go-getter, and you know, pursuing that beacon of hope as opposed to trying to throw gasoline on a fire and extinguish it at the same time. What? I don't even know what that means. But yeah, light the tires, stack the fires. Hmm? Light the fires, stack the tires. I'll see it. I'll be there. And we're going to talk about that on the, on the show. And we're going to have James Shuler hopefully there with us so he can shit all over Batman. Uh, because he just hates Batman. But he's also the same guy who loves Booster Gold. So if you love Booster Gold, please email us at comicconspodcast at gmail.com. And if you hate Booster Gold, just, you know, just text me. Or shoot me an email at the same address. And say, Nick, you were right all along. No, but it looks like it could be really cool. But it looks like it could also go the other way. And, uh, you know, there's all those rumors around the campfire that they had to do a lot of reshoots and there's been some tragedies surrounding the making of the film. So all kinds of hoopla there. But but I'm looking forward to it nonetheless, also in November. And that'll be that. But before all of that, before we get to any of that, before we get to October, before we get to fucking November, we are in September. And next Sunday, uh, a show debuts, a little show, a new Star Trek show, Star Trek Discovery, starring Sonequa Martin-Green, Jason Isaac. It should be good. I thought the trailer looks sick. I'm excited. My wife's not remotely excited. She says it, but it's not the it's not the it's not the regular side. It's not the regular Star Trek. It's not Captain Kirk. It's not Spock. It's not Bones. It's not Ahura. Yeah, this one takes place ten years before the Starship Enterprise. What are you gonna do? You know. And there's Klingons, and they look a little different. They look a little weird. Uh, but hey. It should be interesting to see, from my understanding, a show that's centered not only on a female character, but a female character that's not a captain of a ship. And from my understanding, that's exactly what happens, is that she's with one captain, and then something happens to that ship, or what it seems to happen to that ship, and then she ends up on a new ship. So 
I'm very much excited for this. I'm going to be doing a solo review of the show as soon as it airs, as soon as it airs, and as soon as it finishes, I'm going to set up shop and I'm going to do my spiel, you know? I'm very much looking forward to that, and uh, that's what's going on with the show. That's what's going on with Comic Cons. I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a taste. I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a review, and I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a, a little something, something for a little something, something, whoopsie daisy doody do. Have I got something for you? And again, we're just doing this because it's fun, you know? Some of our shows get fucking a shit ton of a shit ton of downloads, defenders, and some of them maybe only get uh, a handful, you know, like. Uh, our Batman Returns episode that I re-released. Hey, I can't help it if people don't want to hear hear us talk about something that they they don't want to talk about. You know, uh, at the end of the month, we're going to be doing a Batman episode down in Richmond with our friends Harris and Christy and Barf Comics, Mr. James Callahan. So we're going to be talking about Batman, the 1989 Batman. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but that was actually our very first Comic Cons episode, and it got lost in the ether. Actually, no, the sound was just terrible because it was our first one. It was our trial run, and we just couldn't recreate the magic. Uh, so that was actually our very first episode circuit late 2015, and it just went kaput, went to shit. Tits up, belly up, flop, zero, no go. Konnichiwa. <sighs> uh, so, yeah, if you say Hontoriatsu like we say Hontoriatsu, Buddy Hamilton, I think, is going to be on board for that as well. And we might even have another guest or two from, from Richmond. So it might, might even be like a five-guester on that one. A five-guester? A fivesome? A foursome? A lot of hands in the kitchen. A lot of people slapping their dicks on the table. Not really. Not at all. Uh, a lot of people just talking. A lot of fans. A lot of nerds. And what is a nerd? Besides somebody who just likes to talk about shit that they're passionate about. You know, whether it's fly fishing, NASCAR, you know, uh, 1980s uh, Nike rugby shirts via Sam Malone in Cheers. Who knows, you know? It runs the gamut, you know? And we like to wax rhapsodically about almost anything under the sun. So, with that, I'll leave it. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks for the downloads. Thanks for checking in. Please, please rate us and review us on the iTunes. That helps our scores. Just click on the iTunes. You sign in with your Apple ID and you go, Hey, this show's pretty good. I like it. Or, hey, two stars. It's kind of okay. Or, hey, five stars. I fucking love it. You can come all over us. Or you can say, you know what? Next time. Check, please. I think somebody stole his wallet. So, please rate and review us. And send us an email, you know, comiccons at gmail.com. Or you can just hit us up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast. Or if you know me, you can just text me. But please, utilize our social media. Hit us up. Uh, we're going to become an Amazon affiliate pretty soon, so I'll start bothering you with that as well to hit up the Amazon banner and stuff like that. we got to get that on the webpage. Uh, hey, I know, late, but better late than never. So... Thanks again for listening, and remember, at the end of the day, it's just fiction. It's just fiction. Don't take it seriously. Hey, hey, hey! Excuse me? What? Excuse me. We are leaving now. Oh, wait. Oh, come on. Don't go yet. Hey, guy, come on. We're simpatico here. Look at us. We even shop at the same store. Hey, hermano. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Hey, come on. We're like peas in a pod, the three of us. Let's face it. You want somebody out of the house. I want to get somebody out of your house. Come on. Look, we've been to Saturn. Hey, I've been to Saturn. Whoa. Sandworms. You hate them, right? (laughs) I 
scared of myself. Come on, kids. What do I have to do to strike a deal with you two? Huh? <laughs> Don't you hate it when that happens? Let's go, Bob. Wait, wait, wait. Come on. Just come on for a while. We'll talk inside. Come on. Come on. I'm not staying here. Another minute. Don't pay any attention to it. Adam, we have to get out of here. I agree, but you fix something to eat. Home, Just home, home. Barbara, how did you do that? Hope you like Italian. Where'd you go? Hey, come on! Hey, where'd you go? Hawk, hey, come on! You gotta work with me here. I'm just trying to cut a deal. What do you want me to do? Where are you? You bunch of losers! You're working with a professional here! Nice fucking model! Uh-huh.